Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty excited to be here. I know this is very, very exciting. Obviously it is our 150th show, which is pretty cool. Um, Who'd have thought it, hey? I know. Like, it's really weird to think about. It really does oh, feel like yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you. I was surprised when we got to double figures. Yeah, when we when we got to the end of year end, it was like, man, like are we still doing this? Like we're, yeah, this thought, is we're in the year we two. <laughs> I thought we were done. Um, but no, it, and we're only just getting started. Like God, that's gonna be mad to see those numbers just keep adding up because we have got a lot of interesting stuff to get through. You, um, <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, this is a good number. Yeah, it is very good. Um, and we've got a very interesting movie to talk about as well. One that we were very uh, intrigued about. Obviously, it's Midsummer, um, sort of Ariaster's follow up to Hereditary. Um, one of the biggest, definitely biggest talking points in horror of last year. Um, and he Can certainly he is not messing around. Um, so, yeah, we saw obviously it was the cover of Fangoria that was getting us very excited. Um, and yeah, we've now finally seen this movie. Hopefully, everyone else has because um, things are about to get weird when we talk about it. Um, yeah. Did but, we get? Uh, did we get nerfed with the release date? No, we but if good, anything, we, we got it like early. I'm not even sure. Yeah, we did all right with this. Yeah, movie. I know, which is always nice. That already puts me in a good place when I'm mm. watching this movie to exactly. know that people overseas didn't get it before us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, thank you, Ari. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. But yeah, so release a little bit of news. Third of July, just like Bosch everywhere. Nice. Oh, <laughs> USA 24th of June. He gave really? a week. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I this really... is just this is just like release. It could have got yeah. like a preview for a week or something. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, not we'll get Sweden to... yet. Really? Oh man. Yeah, they don't want to show this over there. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't paint them in the best light. Um, <laughs> but we shall get to it. Uh, but first, there is some news. Um, is a couple there? of interesting stuff here. We've got to start with thought the main one, the one that we were very much looking forward to. In fact, um, as of recordings, we are recording this a little bit earlier than usual. The fright fest announcement has just happened um right fest live. 2019 obviously the 20th anniversary of the festival which is incredible to see um so congratulations to everyone uh, and yeah the full lineup is there all five days and there's some pretty interesting stuff there's a lot more films that i'd heard of going in hurts, than i expect my head um hurts my head it, even thinking about it like, look at the whole thing there was about 10 that i recognized and when i think about last year's you know there was barely oh, more one on or that, two I'd say. yeah yeah, it was about that. Like, re- there was so many that I was just like, oh, I've heard that. And obviously, it's like I'm reading Fangoria and I check the website. So I am obviously switched on. But yeah, like, the great thing about Fright Fest is you get so many new films get put on your radar for the first time. And obviously, of course, mm. it done that as well. Um, yeah, and I guess obviously the big announcement, obviously, we already talked about the opening and closer movies. Um, but they mm. do, in fact, have the world premiere of the new Rabbit remake, mm. um, which is pretty crazy. So like, cool. I was not expecting that. Um, yeah, it's definitely the standout. Yeah. Like there isn't a huge amount of firepower in terms of like big name directors or returning um, outside of obviously the Soska sisters are going to be there as well, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Which um, is always an experience. Yeah, like it's great that they're there, and like hopefully we're going to see like a lot more of the filmmakers there, obviously as well. But um, yeah, like it's it's going to be an interesting one. Like we're we're still trying to figure out what we're doing. Let us know what what you guys are doing as well. Hopefully we'll Definitely. see a lot of you guys there. Um, but yeah, it's very close. Obviously, tickets go on sale imminently. Hopefully, you've already got yours by the time you've listened to this. Um, it's mad, yeah. really. I guess like you know the the uh, Thursday night. We obviously we already know come to daddy as an opener. Yeah. But getting kind of UK premieres or advanced screenings of Crawl and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. They're mm. both movies that we're getting. Like we got the trailer for both of those, didn't we? Ahead of Midsummer. Yeah. 
and kind of I was of, really not um, expecting scary stories to be there either. yeah yeah you know and it's it's cool to be able to get get to see these films probably only a couple of weeks ahead of schedule but mm. still like they're two films that we're super excited to go see yeah definitely yeah there's so many like I, i'm surprised at like i said how many i recognize like there's a richard yeah. brake movie there to look there's out there's always for. a richard brake movie <laughs> yeah and um especially you that like obviously we'll talk more about it as it gets closer but when we've been looking like definitely for people that have kind of either going or aren't massively into the festival check out the smaller screens because i think that's where a lot of the really interesting stuff is hidden mm-hmm. um as we discussed last year and we went like one of our probably our favorite movie of the whole festival was on a small screen um in life changer um so always take a risk if something catches your eye and sounds like it's an intriguing premise like give it a definitely. shot you don't have to just stick to the main screen um mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about it. Yeah, you kind of feel drawn to the main screen. Yeah. But yeah, it's really worth it. It's a lovely cinema as well, going to the other one. And oh, yeah, of, the Prince Charles is great. Uh, the Prince Charles is amazing. And actually, like, getting to sit there, it, I don't know, it, it feels like so much more what you kind of expect. Yeah. But then, you know, the cine world is just a, a beast. Yeah, like they have to, obviously, for how popular Fright Fest is now. Yeah. Obviously, it did originate at the Prince Charles, and that is very much yeah. a more um, in, uh, you know, intimate scene, uh, yeah. thing. So. Yeah, but obviously how big it is now, they have to just hold it at a multiplex because there's no other way to get the amount of people that want to go. Um, but yeah, this is awesome. Like we're gonna, yeah, we'll we'll talk It'll about be fun Fest. watching people go see Spider Man while we're at Fright Fest as well. <laughs> yeah, will they still be, be like, seeing what that the hell's then? going on? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, we had that experience <laughs> this week, which was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, Fright Fest is out. Obviously, the, the, there there is actually some hype train update after this, but um, sadly, no free from hell. No. The dream is over, guys. The dream is over. <sighs> we tried to will it into existence. Yeah. We tried so hard. Fright Fest trolled us by liking <laughs> our tweets. Like it, it was all coming together, and then it just didn't. Like, this has been a year-long mission of ours, and yeah. it yeah. felt so close, genuinely, that it was going to happen. <laughs> and yeah, Only to two people, but, yeah. you know. Hopefully it was, it was to one or two people it. listening that feel the same. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the hype train up there as well, because it just seems so close as well, and yet so far. Um, I know. Which is a shame, but it won't sully my experience, because I still cannot wait for this amazing festival. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah, and then on to the next sort of news story, uh, the, the next regular news story. This is like a, just a small one, but it's really cool um, because it's regarding sort of Mike Flanagan, which is always exciting. Um, we knew that earlier on this year, he kind of signed a multi-year, multi-project deal with Netflix um, after obviously the huge success of The Haunting of Hill House. They were like, uh, look, we're going to have to tie you down by year because your productivity <laughs> yeah. is so stupid. If we, yeah. we tie you down for five films, you can knock that out in six months, mate. Yeah, I was going to say, and then and everyone else is going to want him. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was a pretty mega deal that he signed at the time. And, yeah, it just shows you the trust of what he's done, obviously, on the platform for them. And, yeah, obviously, we know that The Haunting of Bly Manor is going to be one of the projects in that deal. And they've announced kind of in the last week, there isn't a huge amount of information regarding this. Just basically, we know a title, which is Mid- Midnight Mass. Um, it is being described as a horror series as well. Because, um, mm. obviously, you never know with these things. He might branch off and do different stuff. Um and yeah, it's apparently a seven episode season with Flanagan directing every episode again, which is awesome. Nice. Um, there's a very small synopsis. When does this guy sleep? I don't know. I really like we'll get to it as well, like as we keep massively teasing this week's discussion. But there are certain like creative people that I just don't understand where they find the time for these things. Um mm. And yeah, Mike is the, the one. It's like, how have you got time? Where he's already prepping, you know, New Haunting and he's got this. And obviously one of the biggest movies of the year he is helming as well later on. Like, 
it's 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 crazy he's a madman um but yeah, the, the, the brief synopsis of this just says, um, the series follows an isolated island community experiencing miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Um, interesting. Like, sounds like a few films we've seen recently that were very cool. Um, but yeah, like, this is exciting news. Obviously, we don't really know much about it, but it was cool yeah. to put it out there. And it's Give great to have another... Mike. Yeah, I was going to say, it's great to have another Flanagan project to look forward to. So Definitely. stay tuned. I mean, also, one. how many movies have we talked about on this show that get pushed back and back and back? Yeah. There has been one movie that has been moved forward since we've started doing the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, it's Mike's. Yeah, it is crazy. Like, I don't understand how he does it, but long no. may it continue. Um, and then finally, the small hype train update. Um, <laughs> obviously, we we it, Rob was teasing it last week where he was this saying... This is like, no small hype train update. Yeah, it's, fa- it's fairly big, but then also in classic Rob fashion, so unclear what's actually <laughs> going on. So basically, they announced that um, the first people that will get to see the movie was how this was described will be a special free day event, mm-hmm. um, which starts on September 16th uh, through to the 18th. And it seems like this is US only, but it doesn't really clarify. Um, or again. where in the US? No, exactly. <laughs> and um, if you if you know if you have a go at Rob saying that you don't know any information, then he just gets salty on Instagram. Um, and tell links to wrong things. Yeah, gives you a wrong <laughs> URL, which just made my day so much. Um, I was laughing at that for so long. It was it was great. unbelievable. Um, Top but... five, Rob. Uh, free from hell moments. <laughs> it was great. Like the 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 legacy and infamy of this movie just continues. We're but, probably um... going to have to bring back our top five lists. Just our top five free from hell Rob moments. <laughs> yeah. Like when this movie eventually comes out, because we're not done yet, guys. Like there's I was going to say, hopefully, seeing the movie will make that list. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, like it's it's this is really unclear. It's basically Lionsgate and Sabin Films are teaming up with I think it's Fathom Events. Um, you could just check out the website or check out Rob's Instagram because I honestly can't decipher this. It's like I said, it's a free day event. They haven't actually said where it is yet. Um, right. Each day has different things They've with it. One... Like a mad number of screens for it. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, because it sounds like, because they say Fathom's digital broadcast network, which makes me think that it's like they're going to be streaming it to a few, you know, set locations and maybe Rob's going to be there or something. And that, so that sounds really small. But then they said it's going to be nearly 900 select movie theaters, which is a lot. So it's very unclear. But yeah, like we get apparently there's like a video introduction with Rob at one of them. And then the second one sounds really cool because it's like a 30 minute behind the scenes look at the movie as well um and then i think on the last day they're doing like a double bill with devil's rejects as well Hmm. um but yeah this this seems like the precursor to hopefully announcing like you have to imagine he's probably gonna try and get this out you know around september october ish but who knows at this point who really knows one day Um, we'll see this movie i was gonna say like it's starting to get to that realization though where we were obviously super lucky with 31 the way we got Hmm. to see it but it'd be so sad if this gets like a not even like a Polaroid, but just something where it's like, it's out, some people have seen it, and then you can kind of, it might get like a shady digital release, mm. and then we're like, oh, do we watch it or not? Like, I hope it's not Well, because definitely that. Three From Hell did have that, like after we saw it, and then it was yeah. like, it's coming out, and then it didn't drop, and then it kind of dropped. And then oh, 31, yeah. UK. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 31, like... It was that's what I mean. I'm worried it's going to be something mm. like that. I want it to feel like this is the classic moment we get to Rob. see it. But yeah, classic Rob. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel we'll like just one day it will arrive. Like it will be in front of our eyeballs, and we won't be expecting it. Yeah, probably. And that could be any day from tomorrow <laughs> and 
2022. I was going to say, we're recording this ahead of time. By the time this comes out, this could have all changed. The movie could be out for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's one dodgy Insta post from putting the, the raw file on there. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, this is coming out as well, like mid September, and then with the Fright Fest announcement this week for end of August, it just felt so close. Like, oh, it was so close. We're probably tying these two completely opposite things together. But listen, Rob's been there before; he's at least aware of what Fright Fest is. Yeah. Um, whether or not he has any interest in going there ever again is a different conversation. But yeah, it's sad. But we'll we'll get to see this movie one day. God damn it! Um, one but yeah, day. That's all the news. Shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Midsummer. Oh, where do you want to start with this bad boy? I don't even know, man. I was just thinking <laughs> that. Good luck. I just need to sit down like seven of my friends and scream in unison, and then I'll be yeah. able to figure out how to how to synopsize this. Hell yeah! Um, we could all hope so, that we have friends like that, really. Yeah, we're friends like that. Who needs enemies? Exactly. Let's be honest. But if you haven't seen this movie, you probably don't know what the hell we're talking about. So <laughs> yeah, we're not um, going to spoil it yet either. <laughs> no. So we're we're going to have a very spoiler-free discussion. We'll give a clear spoiler warning because we're going to have to delve into this movie. Mm. Um, but this movie is definitely better experienced the way we went into it, kind of almost blind to be yeah. honest with you. Um, the thing that scares me is the amount of normal people that will be going <laughs> into this movie almost blind. But we'll come wait. on to that as well. um so yeah midsummer obviously um you've already touched upon it kind of the real buzz around this is ariaster somehow after landing kind of one of the hits of the year you know tons of people's favorite horror of 2018 um you know one of our favorite movies of last year um uh hereditary he's only gone and released another movie it's mad. I was just, I haven't read the whole article yet in Fangoria, but I just started reading it. And he did yeah. talk about how uh, that movie came out. And the next day after release, he started pre production on this movie. Jeez. And within the month, they were already on, on set in, I don't know if it's in Sweden, it's somewhere in Europe where they had to film, obviously, in the summer, in the sweltering heat. And they said they had to erect all these buildings and everything. And it was like, he said it was like the worst experience, like uh, how quickly it all happened. And he's just luckily, glad that it luckily, came he thought he'd film himself a little short movie after. Yeah. Uh, another this... great comment as well where he was like oh yeah the movie's uh an hour and 20 minutes shorter than the last time i showed it <laughs> and he's like i'm thinking about releasing a director's cut i'm like there is going to be like a 10 hour cut of this movie Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah so this movie's this movie's a big boy it's yeah. uh two hours 27 minutes is what it's clocked at and it definitely feels worth. that yeah you get your money's worth um and yeah i mean get, basically what is this movie about um it centers around a group of kind of four kind of friends. Well, basically our lead character, Danny, um, her boyfriend, Christian, and then kind of his group of four friends. Um, one of which, um, is it Pele? Pella? Something like yeah, that, isn't Yeah, I it? think so, yeah. Um, he is from Swedish descent and is kind of there for like a year studying in America. Mm. And um, has asked all, all f- of his four friends to kind of, come to Sweden and enjoy the Midsummer Festival, get to experience some of the culture and kind of, you know, road trip to Europe, basically. Um, So everyone's on board kind of, 
you know, I, I don't know how much we want to delve into kind of Danny and her past and stuff. I yeah, mean, we don't need to do that. Yeah, you know, she she's kind of a troubled character. Um, she's she's got kind of some issues that have gone on in her past, and kind of her and Christian have got quite a um, uh, on a on an edge kind of relationship. You know, they're not. Um, his friends are kind of telling him he needs to ditch her. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Kind of she it, it kind of isn't really initially invited and then kind of almost invites herself to it mm. and then um uh you know ends up coming along and kind of um i guess kind of of note um will poulter plays mark kind of one of the friends um the one who kind of like doesn't like danny the most yeah um and kind of they eventually get to sweden we um straight away you know you pretty much if you've seen the trailer for this movie you, you kind of know that it, the, the place his community that he that he kind of grew up in is smells of cult mm. uh <laughs> you know it reeks of cult the second you get there you know they're all kind of dressed in white um and you know the kind of like they're doing their midsummer festival there's lots of flowers and lots of kind of food and drink and partying lots of chanting and dancing lots of swedish chanting and kind of um obviously the movie starts to devolve and we actually start to strip back what this community is all about i'm going to call it a community yeah i like community (laughs) um and um the 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 striking thing about this movie as you kind of said with with kind of ariasta when he was filming it you know this movie is set primarily in the the kind of bright kind of european summer this just kind of like lovely open space and the movie is so bright and vivid Mm. um and for for something that's kind of a you know this this um two two and a half hour horror movie that kind of goes these crazy places being in this vivid bright background is a really different kind of backdrop to what we're used to seeing yeah um like the color palette of this movie is white. Like they try and emphasize that yeah. at all times. Like they all dress white. The sky mm. is pretty much white because it's so clear and so bright from the sun. Yeah. Like there's, there's almost no. And there's, color. Well, there's there's quite often where the sunlight bleeds through and turns the screen white. You know, yeah. Kind of burns into the screen because it's it's just so bright. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of you know the the synopsis in a nutshell. Um, you know this this movie is. Uh, it is a difficult one to kind of delve into too much. Um, yeah. You know, it's fairly safe to say, like, when you're going to go see a movie and we talk about them visiting an unknown community in Europe, things are going to go <laughs> batshit crazy. Like, yeah. So that's a fairly safe assumption. We're not going to go into how crazy until we go into our spoiler territory. Yeah. And if um, you've seen Hereditary, you know that he's not, like, messing around. Like, yeah. It's going to yeah. go there and it's going like, to go there hard and it's going to go for, there long and it's going to be unrelenting. Me, yeah, for me, Hereditary was one of the biggest kind of gut punches we got in all of 2018. The and, and not to spoil it, but the you know the um, not to spoil exactly what happens, but you know the car mm. crash scene is uh, insane and absolutely hits you in the face when you're not mm. expecting it, and it really gives you that curveball. And that pretty much just announced um, Aster on the map for me mm. as a guy that like I'm going to keep an eye out for him because like. Hereditary for both of us kind of ultimately didn't hit the heights that it did for other people. We thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it, but it was in a genre that we didn't like as much and kind of, you know, these different things. But what we could see was that talent and this yeah. guy that is like 
one of the best filmmakers around making horror movies mm. uh, just much like a Jordan Peele. So kind of the second he's announcing his next movie and it's so soon we're on board. Um, yeah. For me, hereditary is a movie that I like, but I respect a lot more than I actually mm. like. Like it's not yeah. a favorite movie of mine. I can't just throw it on, but mm. it's like a movie that like, yeah, critically speaking, it's so well made um, yeah. and for like a direct movie, like a, a director's debut as well. It was crazy how well it was. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, so going into this one, you know, I kind of, we were pretty excited just for that reason and mm. kind of didn't really know too much more about it. Um, you know, we discussed it on my upcoming horror list at the beginning of the year, and we just kind of let it simmer from there. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this movie is just insanity, really. Uh, is the best way I can describe it. Like, I've never, um, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this on the big screen, mm. um, and it, it really did blow me away from pretty much start all the way to finish. Like, the, this movie is long, and it does have moments where. Uh, you, there's another scene of kind of people dancing in a circle, chanting in Swedish. And I'm like, okay. Mm. But it really, even those scenes, it he makes you become a character. He makes you become the kind of extra traveler on the journey. And in, in giving you those scenes is what takes you on that journey even more, really, because you kind of get entrenched in it all and get get kind of worn down by some of it. And then you, you know, you get sucked in. Um and yeah, for me, this movie was just an absolute surprise because, you know, we were, like I say, he was on our map, because, on our radar because of um, Hereditary, but, but this could have gone one of two ways. Now he's like one of the guys that I'm just going to be constantly looking for. Mm. Um, th- there, are, there are so many things in this movie that are almost perfect. You know, the... Um, cinematography and the way this movie looks is just like unlike anything else he nails everything he's looking for in terms of that and in terms of imagery um you've then got the this soundtrack which is just out of this world um pushed in with the you know with a cult movie the thing that i'm i've I've really i really have like a mixed bag with these cult movies where sometimes they're some of my favorite films i see and sometimes i absolutely hate them and it's really how how the cult is handled and how kind of it's unpacked and and kind of how creepy that is when do you pull the batshit crazy lever because at the end of the day we're watching a cult movie we know that lever's there and it's going to get pulled at some point Mm. um and what this movie I think does so fantastically well is keep the characters um, believable throughout and in the journey. So, um, you know, I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but there there are a couple of moments in this movie where characters, you know, see things. There's one scene in particular that we will unpack in spoilers um, where the, the, the characters, when you when we describe the scene, it would be like, well, that's game over. Like, they know that it's that, that things have gone crazy. There's no coming back from that. And the storytelling and the way that they arch it back and make our characters feel comfortable again makes you go on such a roller coaster ride with them because it is this up-down, up-down throughout the whole movie, um, which is executed so perfectly well because... At that point, if it had have just scaled up and then kept going from there, it would have been a completely different movie. We'd have lost so much of the tension that he builds after that. Um, so, yeah, for me, like, there's not a lot wrong with this movie. 
Hmm. Um, maybe shave off a few minutes here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's really fascinating because we talk about pacing a lot on this show, hmm. and we talk about runtimes of movies, and hmm. like straight away, this is like not something that I'd be down for. Like, it's a two and a half hour long movie. You know, it's going to be long. You know, it's going to be like a purposeful slow burn. Hmm. And the fact that like I knew this going in, and yet he just immediately made me fall in love with the story like i immediately cared about the characters so every, much every character was perfect like yeah they're so well like, you didn't have we get the backstory know. of danny which is so well told mm. and then going into that when we actually get to sweden i was so enamored with every single scene mm. and so like pacing is what we talk about because like in the actual fact of it the run length is so irrelevant because if you're showing us a great movie and a great mm. story and it earns that run length it becomes inconsequential because I it's think... all about pacing you can have bad pacing yeah. in a short movie well, or you can have amazing pacing in a long we spoke movie about the these movies that you go that we go see sometimes that are 90 minutes and still could be down to 70 i was bored out of my mind for a bright burn and it's a short yeah, movie exactly and that's what we said last week for that and kind of with this movie if scene by scene it's fantastic it doesn't matter how long it is you know yeah. and, and that's exactly what this one does you know and, and characters like josh that that has no backstory but in terms of like you understand who he is pretty quickly and as the movie unravels he is such like an interesting character to me and, and pretty much every character is like that you know who they are very quickly but you you're interested to find out more as the movie unpacks yeah definitely but just the way he that he manages to kind of obviously with a long movie you have a lot of time so it's like how do you use that time and i think mm. that he uses it so well because he takes you up slowly slowly mm. where it's like you know you're building to this big crescendo and he did this in hereditary as well and it's already kind of like a hallmark of him as a director which mm. is so exciting to see after just two movies um but it's the fact that you you know you have these moments and there's probably like two but there's probably more because there's so much going on in this movie when you really unpack it but the first big major moment of like craziness when they're there it's the slow build towards that is what makes the payoff so goddamn mm. good because if that in any other normal movie or in most movies and on paper this is what we would want as well yeah we would want the big event to happen that happens in this movie in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And we'd want it to just and, punch you in the face, you know? Yeah. And that's, that would work um, in a lot of different types of movies, but it doesn't work in what he's trying to achieve. No. It needs to happen after like an hour or but an hour and 20. Also is like a 15 minute scene and it's yeah. perfect. And it's in, that's including like everything that leads up to it, then mm. the actual scene itself, and then it's all of the stuff after it as well that really lingers on that moment. And that's what makes him such a special director. And I have no idea how he comes up with this stuff, really, because no, I don't like, like it's so hard to make a long good horror movie especially mm. for us and the fact that he manages to do that like you say whilst also making one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen in a long yeah. long time like i'm talking levels of like guillermo del toro like shape of water in terms of how much i love the, the way this movie looks Definitely. and i don't think i've loved an aesthetic that much since that movie um yeah. like every single frame is like a screenshot boom there's your poster like it's just that good looking um <laughs> Like yeah. it's a movie that we I, we don't want to talk about it now because we consider it spoilers. But the actual opening of this movie and everything that happens before we get the title card mm. um, is so masterfully done, and you just feel like you're in a, a pair of safe yeah, hands. Yeah, you get this like 15 minute scene before you get the title card. Yeah, before and you even get what the movie is going to be. Yeah. you know what you've been sold. Yeah, on the before posters before and any of my premise, it's basically the setup to Danny's character, and yeah. like 
you get that in a 15 minute opening scene before you even get the credits of the movie. And like, he even trolls the opening credits because you kind of get an opening credit scene and then yeah. kind of like a telephone rings abruptly mm. and it like cuts to Danny in her house. And then we get the scene unfold and then we get the, the opening credit scene. Like it's done so masterfully. It's un, it's unreal. Well, the, the amount of clever camera tricks that he does in general, like mm. in the opening bits and the way he cuts time down to mm. really like keep, like, obviously we talk about this being a long movie, but there are certain times when he's like, I'm going to ramp up the pace now because I just want to get to the next big moment and I want to keep you interested. You never feel like I felt safe because I knew I was in a good pair of hands, but I yeah. felt dangerous and unsettled throughout this pretty much this mm. entire movie where I was just like, at any point, this movie can take a turn and I am terrified to know where it's going to yeah. go. And like, that is an amazing feeling to have watching a horror movie. Like, I think yeah. this movie is like pretty much everything horror should be. You know, it's, it's thought provoking, it's intriguing, it's scary, and it's unsettling. And, and I love that so much. When, you, when you're actually at the the community's kind of compound or whatever you want to call it their base um you know you you get these little glimpses there's this kind of tapestry that reveals kind of some weird stuff that's going on and you get like these little like questions about oddities that's going on but they get like brushed aside Mm. and you as the audience know that like this is just fucked up and you slowly get these small little glimpses and that's what i love so much about this movie as this community unpacks itself it just ramps up more and more and more um i think like one of the things that blew me the way blew me away the most is on paper i wouldn't like this as a concept but Mm. our characters um are given like food and drink constantly when they get there and are pretty much like under their under the influence of the community at that point um mm. in terms of kind of you know they're they're tripping they're they're, they're yeah, definitely they drugs taking, like the second they get there yeah you know willingly and kind of um as the audience member you experience that as well and and so he is constantly messing with your perspective Thing, images are moving in the background that you don't know are moving. The camera is doing flips and barrel rolls at times. Like you, know, he, like you said, he does some really clever camera trickery. Um, and those scenes really started to make me feel nauseous in the cinema. And then kind of then when the horror unpacks and you're already feeling nauseous because of the, the trip he's taking you on, you kind of feel like in the character's shoes. In, in a real life way, instead of just like experiencing it through your eyes, your whole body has, has gone on that journey for mm. what he's put on screen. And it's, it's definitely an experience I wouldn't want every week, but it was one hell of an experience to have. Yeah, I felt like so uncomfortable because, yeah, like I think that was the thing what you just said is the fact that it made me really feel like I was there with them. And obviously mm. with with how bright it is that you kind of the space is so open that it never feels like you're watching like a play or a movie where you're coming at it from one angle. You yeah. always feel like it's around you like a 360, like like it's around you at all times. And so, yeah, yeah, I felt stiff as a board watching this where I didn't want to move a muscle in case I was going to like catch their eye. And then they would be like, hey, who are you? Take these drugs. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what it felt like and i just wanted to just be like nope my pulling my hat over my face like no one's gonna see me i'm just watching you guys i'm just observing like that's how i felt and i never feel like that watching movies no exactly and like the the use of the location is done fantastically because it is this wide open space that you kind of feel um a sense of freedom when you first get there and kind of like 
safety because it is so open and free and then like as the movie goes on and on you real you, you start to feel isolation because mm. you realize how open it is and that there's nothing else all around you yeah. um and that you're just stuck with these guys and it kind of um those two um emotions hit you when he wants them to hit you which is interesting because normally like with these cult movies as well like the sacrament comes to mind when they first turned up they it kind of felt like they were fucked already mm. for me because and, and and i really liked that movie as well but because it was such a trip to get there whereas with these guys it kind of felt like so relaxed and happy and they, they were with friends that you didn't feel that hostility there wasn't these guns or anything that kind of the sacrament had yeah so you didn't instantly feel trapped you felt free and then they slowly made you feel more and more trapped just like the characters did um and you know they do a really good job with christian making him super isolated throughout mm. the movie they they do some really clever kind of scenes of just him being on his own um straight up but um they really mess with like his eyes in the movie. I don't know whether you yeah. kind of caught up on that, but like it seemed like at some point pupils... I felt like he was wearing contacts or something because yeah. they start, his eyes started getting really blue towards the they end. They got like really blue, but then at one point his pupils were just like fully dilated, yeah. and um, it just was really showing the trip he was on and like um, kind of how spaced out he was becoming, which was super important to believe that for the film. Yeah. I think that, like, obviously there's so many different things that we love about this movie, but the script is really good as well, because mm. obviously he's, like, to me, directing is where he really stands out. I think he's yeah. one of the best directors we've seen in a very long time. But, like, this script is so tight. Like, it does actually make sense. And when you talk about, obviously, with this being a community and you don't feel like you're immediately afraid of them, I think that's so clever because one of the best things this movie does is you have, obviously, that insider with the with the Pele character mm. because he's obviously already part of the gang. And so, like, he's a bit different to them but it's very much a case of well he's not american so he is different and so you don't know where the things he's doing are just because he's from a different culture or because it is actually weird and so the way they play his character throughout the movie especially in the first like third of the movie is fascinating because you're mm. like is he like genuinely nice and we're just misreading it because we're being a bit like he's not like us so you know he's the enemy or is he a little bit like weirder and like when they first get there that's when it's really emphasized and when i really loved it like even small things where when they first get there he just immediately starts speaking swedish to characters and like yeah. it's not subtitled on the screen no so you're I just really seeing two characters uh talking and you don't know what they're saying and everyone's yeah. been in that situation where you're like oh are they, are they talking about me what are they saying and they, it seems like they're just having general chit chat yeah you know, i think at one point it looks like he's saying like you put on weight and they're kind of like messing around like buddies i think that's with his brother or he says he's his brother yeah um, i i love that scene because you really got the impression that they could have just been like yeah look at these four fuckers I've yeah got. and he's like yeah look that one's a bit fat or they could have yeah. just been like yo my brother like, exactly you know it's it so great really well done and, the uncertainty and the fact, yeah and the fact it was unsubtitled because we do get subtitles later in the movie like a yeah. very few little bits but and so the use of when the kit close in was done really really well yeah um because yeah that scene stood out to me that i was like what the hell is he saying like why haven't we got subtitles i feel uneasy because yeah. i'm once again in the character's shoes yeah of i of, of un, unknown 
definitely and, and especially with obviously not getting into spoilers but like you really feel for danny at least i did watching this where she is in such a fragile state when they go there mm. and her relationship with christian and like i was just like oh i just felt so sorry for her that she kind of ended up with these people mm. and you know that it's not a good relationship and and then so immediately i'm like emotionally attached to one of the characters yeah and so immediately like i'm fearing for her therefore i'm fearing for myself and that was such a great choice as well like there are so many like small things where it's not just a case of like you know because there are movies that are like this but you never really even like a movie like hostel that i love you you never feel attached to these dudes because they're no, just like, like all a bunch of dudes of... Were just like bros that you're just not really worried who gets taken out like yeah like you have one I character wouldn't... like that in this film yeah that's like everyone in hostel isn't it yeah it's like i say like i said earlier he pretty much nails everything mm. like in terms of like this is a movie it's it's like close to being perfect in almost yeah. every way in like the the most fucked up sense <laughs> definitely like the things that i don't like are very taste things mm. i don't really know what i would critically say is like bad about this movie yeah like there are a few choices towards the end where i'm like oh, okay the movie drops off a little bit at a certain point but it definitely got me back make no mistake there was just a brief part of the movie that i wasn't as in love with the rest of it but that's only because like the standards were so high mm. um, and i do think as well that like so he has described this as like a dark comedy but i never really know with him especially with hereditary as well yeah. like it's really fascinating fascinating and i'd love to hear your take on it because he does so much fucked up shit and our natural instinct as an audience is we need that relief we need to laugh and there are definitely bits in this that are played for jokes which i liked and mm. i'm not someone who kind of like laughs and i know you're not either when when they're either uncomfortable or is seeing something that is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable but the yeah. way our cinema reacted certainly did react that way and it seems like that's intentional so i wondered what was your take on that because i do wonder if he sometimes goes a bit too crazy and it then starts becoming a bit too comedic yeah it's difficult to really say like i think um i don't necessarily know if he goes too far but i think he does play it um i think it's because he doesn't cut away Mm. and so people don't know whether to laugh or cry yeah you don't want to just sit there and watch it because then you feel like you're part of it (laughs) yeah exactly so like us watching this movie we just kind of like absorbed it like just took the punch to the face yeah absorbed it whereas most people that watch these sorts of scenes need to react and Mm. it is like will they just scream and then and you know be in terror for it can they get into like nervous terrified laughter and i think Mm. that's like it is a very different thing to kind of like this sarcastic laughter yeah like um you know really simple version of that is kind of like a happy death day when there's these slapsticky type kills and you're kind mm. of like oh yeah look she's drinking the the stuff in the shop now <laughs> yeah and, you, and you're like laughing along with it but this is really like your eyes are wide and you're laughing because you've just opened your mouth and you don't want to scream to come out so so a nervous laugh comes out yeah it's like you're seeing um, something so crazy <laughs> that's gone on for so long that it's kind of like even in your mind it's passed over now yeah. and it's like it's not as horrifying it's just weird and you don't really know how to react so i guess that's why people but i think it's interesting that he has said like he describes him as a dark comedy so he's very much in the vein of he doesn't expect you to sit here with a straight face and just take this movie for what it is yeah well it is difficult because there is a couple of moments um you know christian in particular says Mm. a couple of things and does a couple of looks in certain scenes um that is played for, for pure comedy i feel um and and that is a that is a tad odd with this movie like they they actually landed with me um mm. but I, I, it was 
it was a weird choice. Like if you would have told me like two hours into this movie, we then get to someone like the craziest shit ever. And they add these moments of comedy. I would have been like, no, that's not what? (laughs) Yeah. But, but there's, there's definitely not a lot of comedy in this movie. Um, no, you know, it, it is not played for laughs. No, definitely not. Like this movie is serious, you know, in what it's trying to achieve. And as much as we absolutely love it and we think it's a really well crafted movie, like you don't, we need to not gloss over the fact that this is mental. What we actually yeah. saw for that, two and a half hours, this, this movie is crazy. If you haven't seen it at this point, like, like we obviously, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but this is so mental. Like you can't even wrap the your movie, head around how crazy this is. The movie does a fantastic job of hiding that from you, which yeah. is great for people like us. And it terrifies me for normal people because <laughs> when we saw this movie, it was advertised everywhere around our cinema. The mm-hmm. streets near our cinema were covered in this, this film poster. This, this movie came out the same day as Spider-Man. <laughs> So like we saw we saw one Spider-Man poster and we saw (laughs) tons of Midsummer. This movie on the poster doesn't have eighteen on it, which Mm. is something we've spoke about on this show with the UK ratings. That like to get an eighteen with you know this is our hundred and fiftieth show. In terms of theatrical horror that we've seen, you can probably count it on one hand how many eighteen movies we have seen. Um, So you know it had to do something to deserve that rating. Now, again, I'm not 100% certain how, you know, movies open in America and stuff. But when we get the um, ratings board splash, we normally Mm. get like a description of the horror or the reason why it's got the rating. And that description can sometimes be very spoilery. Um, And, you know, go into a lot of detail of what's going on. um, And, you know, sometimes it can just be like, oh, decapitation or whatever. You're like, what? Really? You're going to tell me that? And like... (laughs) um, you know, I was trying to think of something that's like not explicitly. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but like, yeah, and and um, well, we've already mentioned whereas, at the start of the show that like normally it would say lots of drug misuse. Yeah, yeah, and like it didn't mention misuse. that at it all. It doesn't even say that. Yeah, no. and like this movie, it basically just said like strong bloody violence, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's all which, it said. Which does not describe the, the the crazy shit in this movie at all, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because I did see on Twitter or at, at Midsummer's official account that they'd retweeted the MPAA, so obviously the ratings board right. in America, like a few weeks back where they were like, we've come to an agreement because they got it passed as an R certificate. Right. Um, because a lot of people were saying like, how is this not NC-17? Yeah. And on that certificate, I saw exactly what you're now talking about. Right. It contains blah, 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 blah. And it said very much descriptive stuff of all the things that we've yeah. just now seen in the movie. And I was like, yeah. man, I'm really glad I didn't see I this. I just wonder if that splash card gets put at the start of a movie because because they do in the uk like mm. our ratings kind of like brief thing because obviously the full synopsis of why it gets the rating is very spoilery in general oh yeah um, yeah they, they go in like detail but this was like the but, one line synopsis yeah, that we normally get but so i'm um, really glad we didn't you know and like when we left the cinema the people we left the cinema with honestly looked like they'd gotten off a roller coaster people were walking out of the cinema pale and like rigid and just the, everyone looked ill and in mm. shock and i just thought to myself this is the people on like opening week that are probably yeah. horror fans like i can't imagine the casual cinema goers that are going <laughs> to see this poster and be like oh hereditary was like i may have heard of it at this point i may have even seen it i'm still not going to be expecting this even if i've seen the goddamn movie mm. like let's go check this out and then like absorb this movie 
Uh, when you think about the style of this movie, when you think about how bright it is, when you think mm. about the title, and when you yeah, think it's really welcoming, how easy you could cut a trailer that's just chanting and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Like you could easily cut a 30 second TV spot that is just looking like the most upbeat thing ever. And that would be a great <laughs> troll to be like, come to Midsummer and have a great time. Like I want to see that trailer. Have a party it exists. With Will Poulter, like, yeah, and... <laughs> like I, I really hope that exists and people see that. I'm like, oh, it's like Mamma Mia. We're going to go watch that. And then they get Jesus this. Um, but yeah, because this, this is a trip. Like, as you said, com- when we were coming out of it, I felt like I'd just been through through the ringer. Mm. Like, it was an experience, and it was one that, like, I crave so much for the show when mm. we watch these new horror movies every single week. Like, I want to feel this way. Um, that I've, yeah. like, I went for a mental trip watching this movie, and I felt so many different emotions. But the overwhelming one was, man, what a good fucking movie. This, um, like, I, you know, as we walked out, this, this is the craziest movie we've seen for our podcast mm. in terms of, like, you know, the visuals and, like, just the, the, the trip it takes you down and that's the thing that like we have to try not to avoid for people but you mm. have to be mentally ready to watch a movie like this don't yeah. think you're gonna go see like child's play and then this yeah like they're two you know enjoyable movies for very different reasons <laughs> yeah definitely like this is one of those films where i feel like we could have caught this at a different time at a different place with a different mindset and would have not had the same experience you know like yeah, i'm really definitely. glad that we did um because because even when i was watching movies. it i was like this is landing with me and mm. i was not certain that it would be landing with you yeah yeah i was um, exactly the same yeah yeah because this is the sort of thing that especially for me can be very mess um, yeah. but, but yeah this 100 percent hit um i guess like we should probably you know i mean do we recommend this movie <laughs> yeah I, I would say um <laughs> you should have already stopped listening and go watch it um because mm. it is absolutely worth your time and money um if you're remotely into horror you, this is what you need to be supporting this is i think alongside jordan peele now he has established himself and i, I think mike flanagan deserves to be in that conversation yeah. as well really of like they're the three the, guys right now th- they are the holy trinity for me of like new horror of like who am i going to be most excited for absolutely these three guys and they're, like there are boys that like since we've started this podcast yeah they have the made it so enjoyable that have, that have come out and kind of pr- you know pretty much all their work has come out and we've had it on the show yeah and like they are just smashing it and I'm just, I'm so thankful that they choose horror because yeah. uh, like that was my overwhelming sense after I saw this movie was that they had the world at their feet. Like this guy is so talented behind the camera. He could be making anything. He could be making mm. the biggest movies of the year that make the most money. He could be making the most crafty movies, the indie movies, the movies that win a hundred Oscars. He could do all that shit. And he decides, no, I love horror. I want to make horror films mm. and I want to make very, very good ones. And Jordan is exactly the same. And so, yeah, I'm just so thankful that these people exist and yeah go see definitely. this movie it's so goddamn good definitely so yeah, yeah i mean and especially i think the other thing is as well like um see it at the cinema like what yeah. you can because to see a film like this at the cinema is a mad experience definitely it looks so good on the big screen like before you go make sure you've had a meal you know you've gone to the mm-hmm. toilet and everything so you're not worrying about that sort of stuff because it, it felt like people were leaving every two seconds in our school oh my god and yeah. just just i don't think that was to vomit though like yeah you, you say have a meal like i don't know whether you should like well just because i don't want people bringing safe. in food and i don't want people stopping to go to the toilet like it's a long movie just know that be prepared and yeah just sit down put your feet up 
up and have a great time because that's what I did. Mm. And just know that you're going to feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's going to be very unsettling, but in the best way possible that only horror can give you. Yeah. Um, maybe bring a sick bag. <laughs> yeah. Maybe do that as well. Um, and don't make good, like any important plans after seeing it because you might just want to curl up in a ball at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really want to drive for a while after. No, it was difficult. Um, too spaced out. But yeah, shall we talk spoilers a little bit? Yeah, I mean, there's just a couple of things that we, we want to get off our chest. <laughs> yeah, so full spoiler warning. Hopefully yeah. you've already seen this wonderful movie. Yeah, go, um, go away, put this on pause, go watch this movie, and then come back to us, and let's talk some crazy shit. Yeah, um, de- definitely, like, the intro to me is what I think deserves the most conversation, because it was what caught me the most off guard. Mm. Um, and it's not massively spoilery either, it's, you know, it is the yeah. opening of the movie, it's just that we didn't know this is where the movie was going to open. Yeah, like, it's it's obviously, we t- we tell, obviously, you've seen the movie, so I'm not going to go over it, like, Danny's sister mm. sort of kills herself and her parents, um, yeah. it's... The way it's told is so well done because we like he uses loads of long takes in this mm. movie, and obviously that is a good thing when you have a long movie. You can use a lot of long takes, and it, it kind of goes away a little bit. He definitely still uses it when you're in Sweden, but the way he uses it early on is so amazing because he just sticks the, the camera bit, in a person's face yeah. and just like it. Like we have this really emotional conversation with Danny where she's on the phone and the camera feels like it's way too close to her face mm. like because we're all up in a grill and and it's just like I don't want to be that close to someone who's going through that emotional yeah. distress and he just wants to shove you right there and be like no you're going to see what's going on I, I honestly thought the actress was more familiar to me because in the first 15 <laughs> minutes I got her face so close but an yeah. hour in I'm like I've seen her in something before <laughs> yeah. she's lodged in my mind <laughs> yeah you've seen her from the start of this movie a lot very close up um, yeah um, but but also like the the way they handle this murder suicide is is so well done. Kind mm-hmm. of the reveal Danny's is sister, crazy. Yeah, like sends this message. It's a very sinister message. She you get the phone call that she makes to her parents, and you see her parents, which mm-hmm. ultimately you you find out later that they're already gone at that point. Um, and yeah, you know when you actually get the reveal and you get the fireman going into the garage. And you get the the kind of them turning off the engine. And then it is this kind of one cut take mm. of the fireman walking through the house. following well, The camera is kind of floating like a ghostly mm. apparition behind everyone. Yeah. Almost like it is the ghost of the well, sister. It kind of just sometimes lingering. is behind them, sometimes in front of them. It, it kind of swirls around them. It's this whole kind of hypnotic making you feel uncomfortable with the camera movement. And it is all this one take. And then when you got the reveal of the parents and then Danny's sister, and then it kind of zooms into the the laptop, like that whole scene was just like Mm. completely captivating. And you completely feel like Danny's world crush around it. And then you kind of like, you've already been introduced to Christian and his kind of reluctance and, and kind of unsure whether he wants to separate from her or not. Like I've never, Christian is one of the characters that I understood least in this movie. Yeah. Like I never really understood. Did he want to break up with Danny or didn't he? I don't think he knew. And basically, yeah, like when this happened, he knew he couldn't at that point, like yeah. he knew he was stuck with her, and that annoyed him more. Um, yeah, like he's got this bone in his body where he's a nice enough guy that he's obviously not going to dump someone who's just been through this horrific thing, mm. but he's also not a nice guy because he's yeah. with her for the wrong reasons. And when the, when the going gets tough, he's willing to throw anyone under the bus, so, like, he's not a yeah, nice guy. We see slightest. this, like, yeah. as the movie unfolds, as the movie develops, yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, and so, you know, that opening scene is just completely, uh, you know, blows me away. I think kind of Josh was a, was a great character in this movie for me. 
he was a great conduit for kind of giving us the um was josh like the smart character who's doing yeah. his thesis yeah, yeah he so great. he's doing his thesis and like so he's basically quizzing the cult constantly and he's asking all the questions i wanted to ask <laughs> yeah and and every time he gets like a shady there. answer he just like kind of looks off into the distance yeah. like we are like going like what yeah, the hell does that like, mean hmm, and then just like writes down like one word and then like <laughs> yeah. so incest like and it's just um you know he he is a great character for this movie because obviously we want to learn about the cult but like if if the um pella character had just kind of been like oh yeah so they're now doing this ceremony and the reason why they're doing this because of this alphabet and blah 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 you'd have been like no one cares will polter's off getting drunk right now mate like no one cares but because we have josh we have a reason to care in the movie and and then obviously us as the movie goer that, that are interested as well get that information so he was essential and probably mm. the most important character to like get this movie where it needs to be um he was the most disappointing loss for me even though it was an incredible moment yeah. in the movie one of the big yeah, standard definitely. moments in a movie that has plenty i would say probably my second favorite big moment um but it was yeah it was it was disappointing then because then he's yeah, gone from the movie like, and it really oh, i missed Josh. him yeah, yeah. um because then you've just got Danny of, and Christian who have no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, because we do kind of go from the kind of crazy scene to losing most of our characters in a fairly quick space of time, considering this movie is two and a half hours long. Mm. Um, I think um, the uh, obviously the, the crazy scene we need to unpack, like <laughs> the, the, the suicide scene, um, like how this scene starts at the the first meal or the first big meal we see outside and mm. kind of when the people come out of the, when the, when the couple comes out of the temple, I'm still like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. They have like this weird ceremony where people won't sit down until they sit down. They don't eat until <laughs> it goes they on for eat. so long. It as goes well. on so long. And, and it's so quiet. Time, the whole time I'm looking at Will's character, like, don't fucking eat the food. Like, yeah, don't say don't something. Don't eat anything or say anything or vape. Like, just don't <laughs> do any of that. Just stay still, <laughs> mate. Like, it really does add tension because he's such a douche. Yeah. Um, and, like, that whole scene is amazing. Like, the second that they get taken away and get lifted up, I was like... Because we already get told, like, as Josh kind of unpacks that these... The, the whole midsummer thing and kind of their whole cult feeling is around the four seasons mm. and how you basically have your life split into what is it kind of 16 years or whatever yeah pretty um, much it ends at 72 cycles. yeah and you've kind of got um you know all of these um cycle you know cycles in your life and yeah when you get to 72 they're like oh, that's the, that's the end of winter that's the end of your cycle and mm. kind of Josh is like, so what happens then? And Pella just kind of does the slit throat kind of hand <laughs> sign and laughs. And they're like, yeah. oh, that's funny. And then I'm like, no, he won't joking. Mm. And so the second they got lifted up on those kind of um, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> when, you know, with the stands that kind of lifted them up and they were kind yeah. of paraded away. Um, I was just like, oh, no, they're about 72. Like, <laughs> I didn't even figure out they were 72 until this point. I'm like, they are exactly 72, aren't they? Yeah. And kind of at that point, I was just like, I wanted to put my hand in my head and just be like, oh, no, mm. because it is just relentless. Like they, they go to this mountain. The second you see the mountain, you're like, Christ. I the know thing I absolutely love as well is that he 
he shows you something and he knows as a filmmaker what you're thinking yeah. where you you feel like you've already guessed it because he's yeah. given you all the clues because that's exactly how he wants you to feel and yeah. then he goes right the thing that you think you're going to see you may or may not see it but it's going to be way longer than you think it's going to be so like the second you see that marin you think oh in the next 30 seconds i'm going to know whether or not someone's going to be thrown off yeah. this or jump off or whatever no, no 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 10 or 15 minutes are going to pass of like yeah. slow looks and then who's that and then the the slow pattern reveal of a man holding a giant hammer is one of my all-time favorite moments in oh my god film. because it was just Honestly, so i was like this movie's just become silent hill like yeah. how the hell have we got the executioner there it's just it giant was so mallet. good and in the like, second when you know how it's going to be used oh um, it's amazing obviously the, the 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 actual suicides when they jump as well oh. i really thought it was going to be a drop off as they fall it cuts to danny yeah or whoever they scream and then we cut to them back at the lodge like mm -hmm. in the beds like crying being like what the fuck was that but no it, like you say again we get 10 minutes of just like this absolute crazy violence cut capped off with this mallet scene that was just nuts yeah people just taking turns to pave this bloke's head in like it was yeah. with this weird smile on their face and their bright white clothes but i even loved the scene after that when you have the two other characters we haven't really spoke mm. about the two british couple where yeah. they're the ones that are freaking out the most and like again i love the reasoning like it's simple enough yeah but the fact that they explain it in a way where you go all right listen this is not the way we have it and even a character says it we're like well they may think it's fucked up that we put people in nursing homes to live that's that's life. what i loved so much because i touched on it when we were not in spoilers that yeah. kind of um you can't just judge it people really gives you that roller coaster ride and then you scale back and you're mm -hmm. back on the slow incline again because um you know they really explain like this scene that is absolutely nuts yeah they explain in a way that i was like if i was there would i actually still go along with this i'm like <laughs> yeah. I, I might yeah i might because in any because... other movie that's the moment when it turns yeah. when you go right we need to get the yeah, fuck out that's of the now. moment he they doesn't? get chained up and like uh, you know that suddenly they try to leave and they get chained up by the cult but no yeah. the cult was like what this is this is we're all happy like yeah they had a great life they chose to end it their own way this is what we do and you're like and like you say then when they explain it away with like the whole nursing home thing and you kind of think yeah like mm. all right like this is you know let's be respectful of their culture yeah and and you move on from it and, and this like, and that's what they're there to do as well like the reason exactly, to be there exactly. is to understand them um you know and the fact that like that's the moment that christians like ding like i i want to get on and write a thesis on this because <laughs> yeah. it is so interesting like you kind of feel his interest escalate as well mm. and get back in that way so it's just like i say it's just this combination of perfect timings that that works so well one of my favorite little steps as well where we we teased it a little bit when we were non-spoilery but it just because we've only been here a little bit at this point we've had the first initial mm. drug trip that was really interesting and has some really cool moments and then they kind of stay the first night mm. and then we wake up and we see that what you mentioned this crazy tapestry mm. with like these <laughs> mental images on it and, and i'm immediately sick to my stomach watching this because i'm like this looks so disgusting and please tell me this isn't foreshadowing that this is going to come up at some point and so that was gross enough anyway then they just walk past a grizzly bear <laughs> yeah and they're like there's the bear thing. don't worry about him and that's played off like a joke which was great yeah. it was so he's well like, done he's like i suppose you got questions for about the bear <laughs> it's just a bear yeah and then they just carry on I'm like, and, and then they go oh that building over there and they show it and it's the most ridiculous looking building you've ever seen it's like a giant yellow uh, triangle that yeah. just looks like the most culty thing on earth and they're like you see that over there the craziest like um, building that we have ignore that that's not going to be important and yeah. i'm just like, like you can't go 
go in there. Don't worry. Yeah, about like it. so. Then they have these these free kind of big reveals and setups back to back to back, where you really just don't know what to do and whether or not mm. they are going to come back. And of course, all three of those moments, of course, do come back as well. Like I say, that that moment, what you touched on earlier, I chuckled when those three scenes happened, and it wasn't like a it wasn't a laughter like you know through humor, even though there was the joke in there. It was just this nervous laughter where I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" And even <laughs> like the whole because obviously the tapestry comes back in a really mm. clever way in a really disgusting scene, yeah. Where they kind of again, where but he all puts, three of those things do. Well, he puts he puts an image in your mind that is just so worse than what he actually shows, and that's what's so <laughs> genius about him. But so that one works. The bear one is brilliant because. I'm thinking the entire time, like w- at one point when Christian's running away from him, he yeah. locks himself in a room and I'm like, oh, the bear's going to get him yeah, and it's not, it's, it's something else. And then you're expecting the bear to wreck someone and the way the bear is used, no one could have ever guessed that. <laughs> nope. And so that's why it's so clever because like the the tapestry is I used in a way that you... To the autopsy of the bear as well. Like, yeah. there's no like, there's no like killing of it. It's just like, no, he's just teaching him how to do an autopsy on a bear. And yeah. Like, okay. Now here comes Christian. Oh fuck. <laughs> like the other two, like the tapestry is very much. It, it's supposed to set up an image, which mm. which makes sense. And then the yeah. house is and, and the house is going to be the finale. Like, of the, the second yeah, like, you see that house, you know. Yeah, you know it's going to be. There. You know it's going to be right at the end of the movie mm. as well, which it obviously is. But yeah, like the the bear thing just was like, I I thought yeah. it was a great red herring because the movie then passed, and again, this is a long movie. Movie, to the point where i was like i reckon they're not even going to ever reference or show the bear ever again yeah i thought that <laughs> and then the fact that they actually do in such a hilarious by, by way the was time great. the bear showed up yeah i believe we wouldn't see it again yeah like which that, was just awesome yeah. um but yeah, this movie was awesome. Like I say, my only criticism I feel like is that when um, we lose kind of, is it Mark? Um, yeah, and... we lose we lose Mark and Josh very quickly together. And, yeah. and we've also lost the the British couple at that point, yeah. um, Connie and Simon. And kind of, um, see, so in the space of a day, you lose four of the six mm. like non-community members. And we're left with just Christian and, and kind of Danny. And at that point, like, yeah, it really felt like they amped it up to the different part of the story super quick. Um, you can kind of see why, because this movie is so long and there's so yeah. much to do with, because Danny and Christian have to go on such a journey. I was going to say, they have go to on such that, a vocal point. They yeah. can't go on that journey until the other characters are gone. Yeah. Because they would talk them down and help them, especially like Josh and, and um, Mark. Mm. Um but yeah definitely like it did feel quick in the moment um and yeah the fact but like like, you know you said that you know that scene with josh like when the character comes up behind him and it's (laughs) someone wearing mark's face like that whole scene is just so crazy Mm. and um you know it really does just nail where, where what this movie's going for um and like even the final images of this movie that when the kind of the, the huts burning down and all the effigies are in there of all our characters like that. Um, we've talked a lot about movies that have got like this final cool image and we, we appreciated the cool image, but it, it kind of had to do dumb shit to get there. Mm. Whereas this movie didn't do that at all. It had a fantastic end image, one that was a brilliant, like I will remember those bodies sat in there and that burning down. But they did not get there in a bullshitty way. It was completely earned. Mm. 
yeah it, it was actually weirdly satisfying as well which was mm. like an interesting case like that final image of, of danny being that lone survivor mm. and kind of all the shit she's been through and obviously when kind of christian really turns on her as well mm. um, it really did feel like a, in a weirdly satisfying way in such a horrible movie with so many yeah, I was horrific like, oh, things happening danny, danny's found a family now yeah like, i was like good for you good for you yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. yours but um like, you, you can you know you can just live there now until you're yeah. 72. You'll be, you'll be fine. One other small thing as well that I forgot to mention at the start was that um, the actual cult members themselves are, bl- are bloody brilliant. Like, there's so yeah. many of them. There's, they there's also, like, there's like a half a dozen well. that are yeah, like, cult There members. are so many great moments early on when you're still trying to work out what's going on where, you know, a character will just, like, they'll be left with them and they'll say, like, one line and then the camera kind of lingers on them and then they just slowly, like, walk out of shot really harmlessly mm. and it really, like, demeans them because any other movie would just, like, do a hard cut there and try and keep them as like you know a powerful character like you don't want to yeah. see someone called weekly walk away off screen but the fact that they do that multiple times it just makes it feel like realistic and weird in a weird way mm. like i love that choice where the amount of times a cult member will do something a bit shady but then the scene just goes on a little bit yeah, too long like over I love awkward that. yeah definitely yeah. how did you feel about choice. the um the daughter that obviously ultimately becomes like a <laughs> wanting christian and, and selected for christian like the actual daughter character yeah i mean she doesn't really get to do much like she she is a conduit really and she is just to drive that plot forward isn't she she, but... she was probably the one cult member that i didn't like wasn't that fantastic for me like you say she is Did almost she mute. Talk? i would say yeah. she's almost mute and yeah. um you know but i just felt like her one was probably the only one that didn't 100 percent nail it but mm. kind of it served the purpose and, and everyone else around it. Cause like the mother and father was so fantastic. Like yeah. and kind of her being this kind of empty shell does make sense. Yeah. I mean, the cast was brilliant. Like mm. obviously Florence as Danny as the lead is going to be the mm. standout and rightly so because she carries the movie so well. And mm. like, she's the one who gets me so emotionally invested with how, brilliantly she acts her character in those opening moments um mm-hmm. because we could have easily got to sweden and i just wouldn't have gave a shit because mm. you know if all those scenes didn't land i didn't really give a shit about danny like i would well, really so she's, a, worse she's place. a miserable character yeah like, it's a hard but, character to portray realistically but she, she doesn't seem miserable like even like when her when her boyfriend like forgets her birthday and stuff she she doesn't she's not a dick about things and she even like with her family shit, like she's obviously going through crazy stuff, but she doesn't bring other characters down. Mm. Like she's really trying to keep it under control. And um, I think that's what makes it so good that you feel her pain, but you don't need to see her crying for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, this, get enough, movie, you get enough of that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie's fantastic. I, I, I yeah. don't think we'll ever stop talking good things about it unless we no, just decide to stop <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant it really is like i had high hopes um because it looked cool it looked different i remember seeing the trailer and the fact that it was a horror set in broad daylight was incredible um because i get so sick and tired of these same tropes you know every time you see one of these trailers and it's a slow door creaking open at night and and you know we've seen that a million times and, and that's fine because it works but seeing a movie that has a hey, very man, you want to clear... <laughs> seeing a movie that has a very clear vision you know a clear style yeah. and a clear aesthetic and the fact that he manages yeah. to like you say he nails that in every single scene it feels like everything is perfectly calculated he's almost like a mathematician behind the camera where mm. it's all it's this crazy word num and like number puzzle in his brain well, he, he, he saw it but it makes sense to him experience like he he's got this valve and he's individually controlling all of our emotions and he's like getting you to the exact percentage where he wants you at that moment in time and yeah 
And it's not just turning the valve up and up and up and up. It's really, you know, it's t- turning it up and down and getting you this real, like I say, by the end of it, you just feel so nauseous. Yeah. Because of everything you've been through. I think he's equal parts a maniac and a genius. <laughs> yeah, and definitely, I, which is kind of where we want them to be. Yeah. Oh, definitely. When you think about the all-time greats, like the Kubricks mm. and that, that's exactly how you would describe them. Yeah. Like, they were absolute psychopaths. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, great I, wanna, films. I wouldn't want to be sat down with dinner one-on-one with these guys. No. <laughs> I just want to watch their mad yeah, films for two and a half hours. I just want to watch their movies from a distance from them because they are terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but my God, like I say, I just don't know how so talented. possibly come up with this in, in, like I say, less than a year. And, and I've already been reading the he has like two possible next movies that he's going to shoot um and yeah i'm down day one like i cannot cannot wait keeping the genre man keeping the genre it's awesome what what a great time to have a horror podcast we have all these amazing up-and-comer new horror directors it's fantastic it really is like the new class because like obviously it's such a shame that so many of those amazing names that we grew up with like they're just slowly going away um Hmm. And it's so disappointing and it ages us and it makes us feel sad to know that these heroes that we grew up with are no longer with us. Yeah. And we had these people like Eli Roths and that, that mm. then just like went away from the genre for so long. Yeah. But kind of having these guys that right now are sticking with it and sticking with it hard is fantastic. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was our discussion of Midsummer. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. So yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Obviously, a momentous episode, episode one hundred and fifty. Yeah, um, I mean, kind of... basically, when once you finish midsummer and once you finish talking about midsummer, you kind of need to lie down. Yeah, I'm exhausted, but I kind of want to go see the movie again. Like, I didn't no, think I, I had I it. Need, <laughs> I need, I need a, I need a rest. Yeah, it's going to be a fun Blu-ray when it does come out, and maybe we'll get that maybe before us Blu-ray because that just doesn't exist in the UK. <laughs> oh, don't don't upset me. Oh, it's so annoying. Like I don't know what's going on. If anyone has any information, but yeah, the us Blu-ray has been out in the US since June. Uh, we are now the start of July. No release in this country for one of the biggest movies oh, yeah. of the year. One of um, our favorite movies. Yeah, like I just please want take to see my money. Again, <laughs> like yeah. I know there's like extras I've that had I really it want to watch for months. Like yeah. just just take my money. Give me the Blu-ray. Yeah, it's so frustrating, but oh well. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, obviously we were recording a little bit earlier because we're going to be away next week when the show does mm-hmm. go up, um, but we didn't want to miss a week, and obviously with this very exciting release. Um, I'm off to so, yeah. some midsummer celebrations. Man. I was going to say, you're going to have a summer celeste. I'm off <laughs> you're to, going to Sweden. Celeste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this may be brilliant. the last episode of the yeah. podcast. That would have been so awesome if you were actually going to Sweden. That would have been sick yeah um but yeah we'll be back on our regular schedule after that um you guys will it'll just be the same for you because it's going up and normally anyway um but yeah kind of all these big exciting releases we saw actually when we was at the cinema didn't we that was it the dead don't die yeah dead um, don't die comes out we we saw the just a poster for that or did we see the trailer as well we've seen the trailer was, recently yeah we've seen the trailer with no I date think we, the poster yeah, i think we saw the poster dated poster yeah and obviously annabelle yes you you saw the trailer and you looked over <sighs> to me know, and said you, they make really good trailers they do make really good trailers <laughs> And that's what makes me angrier. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't made good films recently, but they have recent, like, well, not recently, but The Conjuring, <laughs> that's good. Um, and like, listen, it's got the Warrens in it, it's right? You saw the Warrens, Warrens in the trailer. It's got so much Warren in it that makes me feel like it's worth a watch, which makes me so angry. Yeah. 
Oh, it's unexciting. So hopefully we'll have that to talk about very soon. It's going to um, be a trip. <laughs> but yeah, that was episode 150 where we talked about the magnificent Midsummer, which hopefully you guys will all check out. Hell uh, yes. Yeah, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't believe because I never could. How could I start?